0: Pick a window. This is the Defenestrid Media Network. Oh, wow. I don't know about the costume, but that's some set of wheels. Hi, I'm Marv Wolfman,
1: and you're listening to the World's Greatest Comic Book Podcast. You're listening to the World's Greatest Comic Book Podcast, and I am your host, the radioactive professor of all things comic book, J.C. Carter. Joining me today on the show, my super friends in the north are Punk Pixie, Miss Jocelyn Christensen. Hi, guys. And on the bridge of his own private enterprise, missing his football game, our very own uh, James Sarbaris Batman, Laird Jeff Bell. Go, Go, Arsenal! Did you
2: seriously? Not that sissy American him football as missing the football game?
1: Yeah, when isn't did
2: that... Jeff become the sports ball guy? Come on! At least, since he at just... least
0: my my sports
1: ball is 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 digit accurate. <laughs> yeah, it's a good watching
2: did... Ted Lasso.
1: When did he become the sports guy? <laughs> since he discovered foot, footy, since he discovered yep. true football. Well, actually, and, you know, uh... it
0: was uh, it was the Women's World Cup about five years ago. And just the personalities on that team were so fucking awesome um, that I was watching it at work on the sneak and just (laughs) loved it. And then and, you know, and then it's over and you can't at that time, there was no women's soccer on anywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, and now now not only can I watch Premier League on Peacock, but if I pop over to Paramount Plus, I can watch the Champion League. And I can watch uh, the um, women's MLS, the, the women's soccer. Nice. Um, yeah. I can watch the Barclays Women's Super League, which is like the Champions League for, for those. And, and international play on CBS. I mean, it's like, it's fucking everywhere. There's little doubt yeah. in my mind that after pickleball, it will be the most popular sport in America in another 10 years. It just <laughs> needed to take, you know couple of hundred years to get there
1: <laughs> well it's crazy when i flip on a like hulu or paramount and that's what i see you know a whole lot a whole row you know a strip of of just football 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 proper football and i'm like when did this wow our mls program seems to have worked a little bit you know plus you know an entire generation of uh, millennials sent to place said to play soccer as little kids yeah
2: older gen x are in there too i played soccer as a little kid yeah it was yep. gonna be the next big thing
0: and now it is,
1: and and here it we are. is. yeah here we are finally it's and only...
2: here we are opening the comic book show with a whole conversation about soccer i'm so sorry well, re-
1: well actually <laughs> it honestly it's probably the nerdiest sport for people to follow uh at, at a, you know like proper sport not like Magic the Gathering competitions. Uh, What about LARP, sir?
0: What about LARP, I say? Excuse me, what about
2: (laughs)
1: LARP? (laughs) Excuse me. me.
2: Renfair? What about Renfair? Renfair's a sport. I'm
1: obfuscating. (laughs) (laughs) No, the... uh... It's like, uh, you know, you talk to people, it's like you you know, guys would be talking about, oh, I love, you know, the Raiders, blah, 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 or, you know, Dallas Cowboys or whatever. They talk about the NBA and there's always some nerd in the background going, I really like, I really like soccer. Well, they'd say that because there was no fucking place to watch it. You would kind of pick up soccer scores in other, play, in other ways, but you never really sat and watched it because it just wasn't available. Now it's available. But thanks to like Josh said it was going to be the next big thing the reason why it's the next big thing is because all these kids my generation included got forced you know we were, were told to play soccer when they yeah. were little and now everybody's grown up to be fans they're like oh no i remember doing that as a seven year old <laughs> doing a tackle like that yeah it's awesome
0: Yeah, i'm having fun i watched the uh I watched the Newcastle game yesterday, and found it very exciting. I, I did that on my right before work because um, you know it's England, so it starts at five in the morning here. So <laughs> I woke up, turned on the the, right. the Newcastle game, and now I picked Newcastle as one of my teams because it's my favorite beer.
2: Fair. And I, a I, I, great
0: I like Arsenal is one of my favorite teams because I saw a really moving documentary about it, and that's how you that's how you manage me, you know, <laughs> beer and emotion.
1: <laughs> right? I, like it. I mean, I like every, it. isn't everybody's favorite football team right now? Wrexham, just because. <laughs>
2: <Good> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, I love Cause, him
1: because those guys just gave us such a great show. A great doc, have given us two seasons of a great documentary. I don't know. I mean, I'm. I'm uh, I've always I've always championed Liverpool and um, the Celtic the Celtic the Celtics up in uh Scotland. Glasgow.
2: They're doing great yep.
0: this year, by the way. Yeah. Not only that, they're on this huge anti-fascism kick that I'm really enjoying.
2: Mm-hmm. Nice.
1: Yeah, Glasgow's a fun town. They've got they've got the Rangers and the Celtics and you don't it's it's like the difference between Catholics and Protestants in Northern Ireland. Based on who you follow, the worst, the worst football hooligan incident happened at a game between the Rangers and the Celtics. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, it was a full-on riot that shut the stadium down, and they almost wow. shut down. They almost shut down the entire football league in Scotland for this one group. Hmm, somebody Crazy. came. Yep, <laughs> somebody's here. That's weird. That's the noise
0: I make when I come. <laughs>
2: Uh, Maybe uh, there's a reason uh, that infection didn't clear up.
0: Bing bong, yeah, yeah, bing bong. Look, just don't mock my cybernetics. They don't, they don't cause <laughs> ki- <laughs> kidney issues. All I did was hook a door a doorbell up to my ding dong.
1: I mean, it only makes sense. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, <laughs> ding dong. <laughs> Moving on. So how was that? Moving on. Let's uh let's get some uh, comic shop news how was black friday uh busy as shit for a couple of hours and then
0: pretty tame for the rest of the day it was uh yeah it was probably the the smoothest black friday we've had in the three years i've been there and then nice. before that i was at the nerd store for a couple of years and those are f- just chaos mm. you know they really are so it was, oh, yeah
2: being in the mall i bet
0: yeah um, but oh, we had a, we had a lot of terrible. box crawlers coming in buying back issues and and you know that was nice. We enjoyed that. Uh, we, a lot of regulars came in, you know that were, had things that they'd been looking on that were for sale and all of that. and so I mean it was nice, it was nice to see everybody and unlike when it's mayhem, we got to spend some quality time with customers which we don't normally get to do, uh, especially on Black Friday. and so uh, you know I think it was a, I think it was a good day for a shopper
2: nice yeah i forgot that i was gonna ask if i could get my hold for free when i came in yesterday for small business saturday
0: no that's the opposite of what small business saturday is for
1: (laughs) yeah that's kind of the opposite i know though though, ironically for small business saturday i'm driving just driving to dr volt's yesterday i was like where's all the traffic it's saturday but then i realized all the traffic happened yesterday Yep. True. I mean, for a Saturday in Dr. Volts, it was pretty much what I'm used to going in on Saturdays. So. Yep. Except Josh showed up. So. I know. I did. I was. We were uh... there at the same time, so that was cool.
2: Had an impromptu staff meeting. It was great.
1: (laughs) Well, speaking of staff meetings, let's get on with the show and do the news. News, it is. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, Marty Croft,
0: a producer, a co-producer of H.R. Puffett stuff and Land of the Lost, uh, is dead at 86 years old. Uh, he died of kidney failure on Saturday in Los Angeles, California, mm. um, often referred to as the king of Saturday mornings. Croft and his brother also produced a number of primetime variety of shows, including Donnie and Marie. And Barbara Mandrell and the Mandrell sisters.
1: Yeah. That's a, That's right. That's yep. right.
0: Uh, they began their careers producing children's television with H.R. Puffin Stuff, a live action program about a boy um, in a fantastic land with a dragon for a friend uh, and a witch, witchy poo, uh, as the enemy. As conceptualized, the show followed the interactions between human actors Actors in uh, costumes and life-size puppets with gigantic fucking heads.
1: Yes. Um, yeah. They. Yeah, well, um, well, well, what we call festival puppets, and they were they were yeah. Puffin Stuff himself was a big festival puppet. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Nuts looking. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Witchy Poo is terrifying. Mm-hmm. You know. And then you flip over to the sleestaks, and it's like you are the least intimidating bad guy on television. <laughs>
1: That's because they move so slow in those wetsuit costumes they have to wear.
0: Yep. You don't even have to run away from them. You can just walk briskly. Yep. You know? (laughs) Oh, no. The sleep stacks. We've got, like, an hour before we need to run. Finish your breakfast, Will, you little shit. Yeah, Marshall, Will, and Holly, morning today. Well, I guess they don't know. They're still in the land of the lost. Uh, Mm -hmm. They also produced the 2009 movie with Will Ferrell. Oh. Which, it was funny, but still did not trigger any nostalgia for me, because it was really shitty.
1: Yep, that too. That too. They tried to update it, and that that was the mistake. But yeah, no, the Crofts were my childhood. I mean, this is, you know, from Land of the Lost, uh, reruns of H.R. Puffin stuff on Sundays. You've got uh, the Bugaloo's and Sigmund the Sea Monster, all that stuff. And then then their animated stuff as well was... I was watching it all the time on Saturday mornings. So, yeah, I, I knew the Crofts very well, at least by their work.
0: Yeah. 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 H.R. Puffet stuff. Who's your friends when things get rough?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: H.R. Puffet stuff. Can't do a little because he can't do enough, which makes him sound not very good at stuff.
1: Yeah. It's always a weird weird line there, <laughs> weird lyric.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see. What else have we got? Uh, who else is dead? Um, oh, Sopranos actress, uh, and from Goodfellas, Suzanne Shepard, dead at 89. Um, she played uh, characters on The Sopranos and Goodfellas. She played the mother of Karen Hill, Lorraine Bracco, in the 1990s Goodfellas, and the mother of Camilla Soprano, Eddie Falco, in The Sopranos. Uh it was announced to be a Facebook um by actor and real estate agent Tom Titone. <laughs> 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 He's not a very good actor is my guess. Um Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, uh said that she passed away peacefully uh early Friday morning. Uh <gasps> so uh okay. All right. Uh good good journey.
1: I'm <clears throat> I'm I'm you know, it's funny She always played the mom in these in these great uh, mafia movies and she was only 89 when she died so that told me she was like in her 30s playing the mom kind of thing <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah uh peter spellos transformer star dead at 69 nice um nice. started in the tv series american dreams uh was on uh, the transformer series has uh, passed away after uh, losing his battle with pancreatic cancer Um, died Sunday morning while he was at the Franciscan hospice house in Indianapolis. Um, and, uh, according to his friend and acting student, Jennifer Smith. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, perhaps best known for voicing the character Sky Bite on the Transformers Robots in Disguise cartoon series. He played the role for 39 episodes and it made him a big hit on the Comic-Con circuit.
1: So Autobots roll out. SkyBite. I don't remember Skybite I remember Starscream. I don't remember SkyBite. Well so
0: you that's... you were watching the original Transformers. This was a series that came after.
1: Ah that would that would that would explain it.
0: Yeah. Yep. Just because it's in the theme song that they are robots in disguise. This was mm-hmm. actually titled Robots in Disguise. Ah but it was fair. not a GoBot joint. No. Uh, Syndicate Collectibles is teasing a full-sized replica of Ash Williams' Chainsaw Hand from the Evil Dead movies. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's a company on the, new on the horror scene, but the company's owner is anything but new to the business, Jerry Macaluso, uh, formerly of SOTA, Toys, and Pop Culture Shock Collectibles, is the man behind the Syndicate Collectibles. He's acquired all kinds of licenses, including Goonies, Ghoulies, Killer Clouds from Outer Space, The Howling, and Pumpkin Head. Um, but yeah, so in addition to an incredible Ash Williams statue, which is incredible, uh, the company took to Instagram this week to tease a full-size replica of the chainsaw that Ash wore in his hand in the 1992 Sam Raimi sequel. The company writes, yes, we are actually making Ash's iconic chainsaw hand from Army of Darkness. This finely crafted prop replica is not for show. It roars to life with authentic sounds. Oh, I just came a little. Uh, Mm -hmm. Stay tuned for ordering information. I used to have...
2: Where was the doorbell sound?
0: Ding dong. (laughs) Um, No, I used to have... I still have. He's in a box somewhere in my storage Mm -hmm. unit, but he's an 18-inch tall... Uh, ash figure from army of darkness and he's got a little he's got a little uh uh, sensor when he's full of batteries that every time you walk by him like a motion detector uh he says a line from the movie
1: that's awesome
0: yeah and it got weird when his batteries got old that he would just randomly be like groovy groovy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like a child's
2: toy dying in the middle of the night. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: uh, come on, it's just pillow talk. Pillow, pip, pip, pillow talk, baby, 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 baby. What? And I let him. I let him do that for a couple of months before I finally took the batteries out. But it takes Fair. C's. It's old enough that it takes C batteries. Oh yeah, so he doesn't get batteries very often. Um, Funko Pop confirms the new title of Tom Hiddleston's Loki um it's god loki which seems a little redundant a little bit yeah. just a little bit yeah. yeah anyway the new pop has him sitting on a throne doing something because unlike funko we don't spoil shit around here except on accident <laughs> yeah or
1: negligence we're not going to accidentally spoil the end of loki for you but yeah don't or look at a, th- a warning yeah i, I will warning warning i will warn you that if you click on this link when you go to the pod, to the uh, show page and you click on this link, if you haven't seen the end of Loki, uh, the the season two of Loki, you this will be a spoiler. So Spoilers are in the first play. paragraph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even, Milani... honestly, even just looking at the full pop? If you decide not to read the article and you look at the full pop, it will be a little bit of a spoiler. You yep. may not know what you may not fully understand what's going on, but yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, um. Iman Vellani revealed her attitude towards the Marvel's box office woes, as well as getting support from author Stephen King. Last week, King called out those celebrating the Marvel's box office struggles, posting via Twitter. Uh, I don't go to MCU movies, don't care for them, but I find this barely mass gloating over the low box office for the Marvel's very unpleasant. Why gloat over failure? Uh, in a new interview with Yahoo, Volante referenced right. the importance of King's support, but said that ultimately the box office is out of sight, out of mind. "Quote: I don't want to focus on something that's not even in my control because what's the point? That's for Bob Iger. Box office has nothing to do with me. I'm happy to. F- I'm happy with the finished product, and the people that I care about enjoyed the film. It's genuinely a good time watching this movie, and that's all we can ask for with these films. It has superheroes. It takes place in space. It's not that deep." And it's about teamwork and sisterhood. It's a fun movie, and I'm just so happy that I could share it with people. And that's because Iman Vellani is the best of us. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. I love her.
0: Yeah, me too. Yep. Um. Yeah, that's it. That's it for the news.
1: <laughs> I like I like how she talks about how the you know it it takes her back to her when she was younger in her high school days and people would shoot her down for things she got excited about you know basically you right. her young yeah yeah don't but be a wet like,
2: blanket that's what she said yeah, in the article yeah. wasn't it
1: don't be a wet don't be an awful wet blanket you know yeah. what people enjoy and i was like i love that
2: i was talking with folks at work this week about the marvels and somebody said well i've just i've heard mixed reviews and i said what have you heard Like what, Mm -hmm. what specifically, if people have, that's the part that I've struggled with is that I've Mm -hmm. heard. And so you say, what have you heard? And they're like, well, it was just, it's another Marvel. It's another superhero movie and they're burned out on it. Okay. But that's not a fair judgment of this movie. Then if you're burned Mm -hmm. out on superhero movies, then no, you're not going to like this. It's a superhero movie. Barely. I don't know. It's a space movie. It's sci-fi. I have yet to hear a criticism of this movie that I can even think of, like, I can even go, yeah, I can see that.
0: We had a guy Yeah, you know, we had a guy in the shop the other day that when he was shit talking and I'm like, what exactly was it you didn't like? He's like, oh, I haven't seen it. I'm like, oh, then what's the problem? He's like, well, the box office is low. And I'm like, maybe it's because people like you are standing around bitching about a movie you haven't seen because you haven't seen it. I right. said, go see the movie and <laughs> right. then come back and we'll talk. And he yeah. did. He did. He came back a week later and was like, yeah, I saw it. I loved it. It was great.
2: Yeah, exactly. Jerk faces.
1: Jerk faces. So STFU and go see the movie. That's yeah. all. Yeah. You know, shut the fuck up and go see the movie. Honestly, that's it. Just go see the movie. It's a really good movie. It's it one is. of the best. For me, it's one of the best. Uh, it's it's when Marvel's at its best. Yeah. You know, it's just it's rock solid. It's got great performances across the board. Things happen that move the story forward in two different directions. By the end, two different directions have been taken that we're like, ooh, what's that going to lead to? And ooh, that's that's where we thought we were going with all of these young characters being introduced right. <laughs> everywhere. Right? And it's like, right. yeah, this this is this is where we're going, and I'm excited about it. And then meanwhile, you've got, you know, just the wet blankets out there saying, well, it's Box office is low. Well, that's because you didn't. You, sir, didn't go see it on opening weekend,
2: <laughs> or me, like the rest right.
1: of us did, who are true believers.
2: <laughs> I love when, it.
1: When Stan said "true believers," he said, "We are true believers. We believe in our product. We believe in what we're creating here, and we want you to." And and so when he would include us in that, and when he would say, uh, "Face front, true believers," in his in his soapbox, he was saying, "You're part of this." You know, you're a true believer as well. You believe in our product. I'm like, I'm a true believer. I will see every Marvel movie on opening day that comes from Marvel. I'm not so good about the Spider-Man, Sony's things, but (laughs) when it comes from Marvel, I I go see them on opening day and it's like, yeah, because I'm a true believer. And if it's a terrible movie, I'll tell you about it on the show. I have yet to see one that's truly terrible. I've seen ones that I'm like, "Eh, I don't really care about this movie, but the rest I'm like, fuck yeah, I love this movie.
2: Yep. Agreed.
0: That's <coughs> still that, for the news.
1: Yep. <laughs> and so on that note, we'll take another break. We'll take a break. And when we come back, we're talking TV. If
2: you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? Would you notice a 16-year-old boy who got That's his first, first job? Not for extra spending
0: money, but to help feed his little sisters.
2: Or a mother who's in between jobs and sometimes goes to bed hungry so her kids can have dinner. I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. I I am am hunger in in America. America. Hunger
0: can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America
2: and the Ad Council.
1: Hey, this is Elena Huffman, Abaddon on Supernatural, and you are listening to the world's greatest comic book podcast. There is nothing wrong with your television, do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are now controlling the transmission.
2: We control the horizontal and the vertical. We
1: can deluge you with a thousand channels or expand one single image to crystal clarity and beyond. Please stand by. So what have you guys been watching on the TVs this week?
2: Ooh, I watched a bunch of Christmassy stuff because that's fun. So if you are a fan of Melissa McCarthy, mm-hmm. um, I would highly recommend on Peacock there is a movie called Genie, and it was just cute and charming and delightful. We just put it on in the background to have something to watch. Um, let's see, I watched Lessons in Chemistry, so I'm still c- we're not done with that one yet, but we're catching oh, back up. Yeah, and it's been real, real good, real, real good, folks. You got to be watching that. I, of course, watched the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade because I watched that every year. (laughs) Um,
1: I I put it on and went into the kitchen to work to continue making, getting my turkey ready. So I I actually missed the whole thing because I was busy dealing with Tom Turkey.
2: See, my mom loves Thanksgiving and loves to cook Thanksgiving and always mm-hmm. sent me into the living room to watch the parade as a kid. So mm. I still just go to mom's for Thanksgiving. So I watch the parade and then I go and dinner's ready. It's great. Um and then the other fun thing that I watched, um, Hannah Waddingham, who is the boss in Ted Lasso. Rebecca. What's her name? Rebecca, thank you. I couldn't think of it. Um, she has, I did not know this, but she is a West End and Broadway actress I did with musical that. theater background. And so um, she has a Christmas special on Apple TV. Um, and it was just cute and charming and delightful. I, like I recommend it. If you like the season. Half and of you the like, Ted
0: Lasso cast showed up.
2: Ted Lasso, yep, half the Ted Lasso cast shows up. It, yeah, it was just really cute, and this is a time of year that I am going to watch all kinds of uh, Christmassy junk. Mm-hmm. But I did decide yesterday, actually, while we were in the store, the mini and I decided we're going to do a rewatch of Hawkeye because it's a Christmas show. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, yeah. that's a good idea.
2: Exactly. Yeah, that's we threw we to.
0: threw Hawkeye on uh, on Thanksgiving Eve. Because it was as close as I could get to a Thanksgiving movie. Mm.
2: Ah, fair. I am
0: thankful for Hawkeye the series. It was good. I am thankful for Steve Rogers the musical because it was epic.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was. And
0: Ant-Man wasn't there.
2: Oh, because he had a book to promote. Yeah. What what else did you watch, Jeff?
0: Uh, The Mission Impossible, the new movie. Uh, had a Black Friday sale on the rental; it was only three ninety nine instead of fifteen ninety nine, and Jeez. I'm like, "I'll do a little Haley Atwell for three ninety nine. Uh nice. Not only was it quite very good, uh, it 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 really whetted my whistle for part two, oh. and it and it ended on a cliffhanger, but in a satisfying way. To where, oh, okay. it, not like fucking Endgame, where you're like, what the fuck? And you're like, this one, it's like, I'm excited for the next half. <laughs> um, Doing, like I said, doing a rewatch of everything Star Trek. Uh, we finished off Strange New Worlds, moved back on to season three of Discovery. We're now about halfway through season four. Um, Getting ready for season five, and then we'll go back and start Picard. Mm. Um. Went, and, yeah went and saw next goal wins taika watiti's quote new movie end quote that he actually shot before the pandemic it's been shelved for almost five years wow <laughs> uh that was a uh, fassbender and a bunch of uh, samoan folks from american samoa and was oh, just yeah. fucking adorable oh my god it was a simple movie, it was, it was built on a formula that's pretty easy to pick out what happened, and yet the whole time, all of these beautiful Samoan people just being themselves and being fucking adorable, the fact that it is insanely transpositive, uh, was just a wonderful, wonderful little movie uh, that we enjoyed. Um, and then Monarch on Apple TV, the new Godzilla series... Mm-hmm. they dropped the first two episodes there in time for Thanksgiving. Uh you've got Wyatt and Kurt Russell um playing the same character at in different decades. So you have you have Kurt Russell's kid playing Kurt Russell, you know, 60 years before we have Kurt Russell playing Kurt Russell. And that's, that's kind of awesome. Yeah, it was that was that was it was it's a really nice piece of action right there. Um, And I enjoyed the shit out of it. It is a slow burn. It's a watchy-watchy. There's not a lot of monsters so far, but it's not about the monsters. It's about the organization that, if you'll recall from Godzilla, King of the Monsters, that was monitoring and trying to wake them up. And then, about an hour ago, I finished watching the Doctor Who special with David (laughs) Tennant, number one. There's two more coming every Saturday, starting two days, three days ago. Um, yep. yep. And it's on Disney Plus for some reason.
1: But
2: <gasps> They did get the streaming rights to that. Okay, good.
0: Oh, the no, other no, 13 no. seasons are still over on fucking HBO Max for some reason.
1: Yeah. And um, you can't watch... So everything, that that's all over on Max. You can't watch any of the new Who stuff that's been released for the 60th anniversary because that's all tied up In BBC licensing, specifically, they wanted it only for license holders. And in so if you don't know, some people don't know, in Britain, you don't have commercials because you pay a license fee, uh, basically a tax to watch television every month. And your license fee pays for all of these, you know, all these wonderful programs like Doctor Who. So they said, "Well, we only want these available for license holders." So all they did all these little specials where every living doctor, except for Tom Baker, who is barely living at this point,
2: uh, <laughs> I was going to say, bless his heart.
1: Very soon, I'm going to be in deep mourning. Um, it's going to destroy me a little bit, just like when Stan died. You know, I saw uh, the pictures of him yeah. from
0: last week. I think you can mourn
1: now. Yeah, I know he's <laughs> he start he started losing weight. He's he got on a diet and started losing weight after he did the 50th anniversary special. Yeah. So for 10 years he's been dropping weight. He's the weight he was when he played the doctor in the 70s, but on his old man body that was quite rotund for a while, he looks it looks very disturbing to see. <laughs> looks he looks like
0: he looks like a skeleton with skin stretched on him.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he's still he's still spry. He's still got that twinkle in his eye when he smiles, and he's still Tom Baker. But anyway, they did a whole bunch of little specials without uh, you know the surviving cast from original Doctor Who, and uh, basically they would get together. They'd either talk or they'd play out a little scene or something on the TARDIS set, and that would be it. But all that is on iPlayer. You can't watch it in the U.S. because it's only for those who pay for a license.
0: You can if you have a VPN.
1: It's true. It's true. You just spoof where you're from, uh, and then I, And then, of course, uh, the new Doctor Who, um, everything for these new specials, plus uh, the new Shoot Gotwas season will series will be on Disney as well as, and where we don't know yet if any of the other ones, all the spinoffs will all, that are supposed to be part of this Disney pr- producing thing. We don't know for sure if Disney's producing them, so we don't know for sure if they'll show up on Disney Plus. They may only be for license holders in the UK. So, hmm. yeah, it's going to be tricky watching Doctor Who and all the Doctor Who spinoffs. <sighs> and you have to have two subscriptions. You got to have Max plus um, uh, Disney. Disney, so you can watch. You can go back and watch the old stuff and, and keep up with the new stuff as well. And by old stuff, I mean. This century's stuff, because last century's stuff is on the Doctor Who channel, and apparently Google TV has some as well. That's where I've been finding them, but uh, it's not all of it. It's gotten a lot better. Like They have the stuff where they had to throw in animation because they'd lost so much film stock. Mm. But they had the audio, so they went back and made animations of the audio and then put it with what, what little bit of the stills they had, like the Yeti. Uh, the yeti's which was a great story that um, uh oh what's his name the second doctor did and uh, pat Troughton did and it was uh it was this wonderful it was this wonderful story and scary story but it's like you have to watch it all mostly animated and the animation they did for that one wasn't that great so yeah. fair anyway go ahead that's the doctor stuff keep going and then uh, the only other thing, uh, I guess that's what you've watched, right, Jeff? Yep. And then for me, I've really watched a big fat bunch of nothing. Um, <laughs> I mean, nothing really worth reporting about, except for I did watch <clears throat> Squaring the Circle, the story of hypnosis on Netflix. It's I'm starting to get back to Netflix and watching shows there, though I have been told I will have to watch The Scott Pilgrim by myself. Which means I'll have to Hi. watch it here on my computer because my wife isn't interested in it. So Ooh. I'm going to watch it myself. Um, so, Story of Hip. But this one, The Story of Hypnosis, um, I watched that on Friday night, or I think. And uh, holy shit, this is a documentary about the guys who created some of the most iconic album covers of the late 60s, early 70s. <laughs> they were friends with Pink Floyd the band with the members of pink floyd they knew all of them they sid barrett lived with them for a while the original lead singer for pink floyd and uh they you know it's just all these stories about them getting these album covers these iconic album covers and how they how they got the shots and and what they did for it and then it's just basically you know taking you back to that era of the you know from 1965 to 1980, which was a whole different era, and how the punk era came in, and you know, like the first time they see John Lydon walking down in the in an I hate one of his I hate Pink Floyd T-shirts, and the guy's like, "What the fuck is that?" Because <laughs> they they were like his friends, they were like really good friends of his. And he's like, "What the fuck is that?" Um, so yeah, it was a it was a great little documentary, um, and uh, yeah why did uh i mean things that i didn't know because getting the albums was not a thing back when i started listening to pink floyd um Mm -hmm. but, but things like the wish you were here album where it was it it came sealed in plastic because they put all this artwork inside you know and and stuff like that uh there was a led zeppelin album that they released with a paper bag covering it even though they spent a hundred thousand dollars on a hundred thousand pounds on a brand new, on an album cover from gnosis from hypnosis. They still, yeah.
2: That's (laughs) crazy.
1: So cool little story all the way across. If you like classic rock and, and, uh, that era of classic rock, which was a very unique era. Um, check this out. Hypnosis, H I P G N O S I S as in hip, but wise. Uh, so, um, let's do some TV news. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. TV
0: news. Uh, Melissa Barrera was fired from Scream 7 for posting something on Twitter that basically asked for a ceasefire. Mm -hmm. Um, told she was anti-Semitic and fired. And then immediately after that, Jenna Ortega exited Scream 7, Uh, but that's because she's going to be busy on filming Wednesday, season two, Mm -hmm. and of course, all of these fuckers uh, decided to make it seem like Ortega was leaving because Barrera was fired, but she didn't, but Barrera got fired for a reason I don't think she should have got fired for Uh in a film franchise I just don't give a shit about.
1: Well, to be fair, I'd be looking at this like, you know, if I were Jenna Ortega, and, uh, you know, you're like, well, I've got this movie, Scream 7, and you're, you, you know, you're like, you're probably working with your agent, your manager, trying to get the shooting schedule arranged so you can shoot Scream 7 and do uh, Wednesday, and then you find out somebody got fired for bullshit. It's like, you know what? Hostile work environment. Uh, I got I got Wednesday to do, and that's it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then you then you put it on back onto the movie company to say you move you either move the date or I don't do it and they say well we're not moving the dates so you don't do it yeah
0: uh, BBC has shut down Top Gear after Freddie Flintoff got in a car accident suffered life-alteringly significant injuries uh, settled for 11 million pounds and the BBC is like you know this show's kind of a fucking headache.
1: Yeah. Yep. It's da- it's dangerous. There there are always injuries, and um, you know we don't need another Jeremy Clarkson incident to pop up. And we don't know if that will happen or not. Yep. So yeah.
0: And apparently, Flintoff runs into shit all the time. In 2019, mm-hmm. he fell off a motorized trike going 125 miles an hour. Uh, the same year, he reportedly crashed into a market stalls. Um, these accidents reportedly left him uninjured, but uh, last year at the Aerodrome in Surrey, um, he required emergency medical attention. Uh, he was injured in the accident, um, and uh, apparently it fucked him up, so he got a whole bunch of money. Uh, John Wu explains why the killer and hard Boiled don't have 4K releases. Uh, this is a nine paragraph story that sums up with someone else owns the rights. Um, star Wars, Ahsoka creator. Yeah. I'm just, there's, that's nine paragraphs of somebody else owns the rights,
1: but they dropped a little nugget in there that I was like, Ooh, you take it. They're doing, they're doing an American version of the killer directed by John Woo. Um, but it's an American version of the killer and it will be dropped on Paramount plus.
0: Not for nothing. We covered that six weeks ago on this very we,
1: show. You know what? I had somebody ask me, my brother-in-law asked me at Thanksgiving, uh, did you talk about this on the left show? I'm like, I don't remember week to week what we talk about. I really don't. I get through the show. It's out of mind. Every, I don't every remember. Every
2: Sunday, my family goes, what you guys talk about today? <laughs> Same shit we talk about every week. <laughs>
1: exactly. There's, How to take over the world. Just to say, hey, we covered that story. It's like, yeah. I'm sure we did. I don't remember. Yeah,
0: I hear him more than you guys do.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's true. You do. You do.
0: Star Wars Ah, 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 Ahsoka creator, Dave Filoni, or Filoni, Filoni, Felony, Felony, named Lucasfilm's chief creative officer. This means Dave Felony is in charge of all the Star Wars shit.
2: This is good
0: news.
2: His dream came true, and so did mine.
1: It's awesome. It. I mean, uh, the only other one I would have liked as much as Filoni getting it would be uh, Favreau. So I'm happy with Filoni. i <laughs> totally happy.
0: Yep. Favreau's got movies about sandwiches to make.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep.
0: Um, and then Nicholas Holt um, from uh, About a Boy and Things After. But About a Boy oh, wow. mm-hmm. uh, has been uh, handed the role of Lex Luthor. Um, in uh, in James Gunn's Superman Legacy. So hmm. that's pretty cool.
2: That's well, pretty cool. I like him.
1: It's a big one for uh, um. Holt was also the Beast in yes. the new X Men movies. So he's he's jumping he's he's cro- he's jumping ship. He's crossing he's crossing the genres there. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Yeah.
0: And, and, and about a boy. Yeah, and is it was about, about a boy, about yeah. a boy with the uh, with the uh, what's her name, Tony Collette, and uh, the Hugh. What's his name? Hugh, Hugh Grant. Grant. Hugh
1: Grant.
0: Hugh Grant. Yeah. That's it for the news, yeah. gang.
2: All right.
1: Okay. Uh, we're gonna take a little break, and when we come back, we're talking comics.
0: i David Peter Davison. I played the fifth doctor and you're listening to the world's greatest comic book podcast.
2: Neil Armstrong waited six hours and 39 minutes to step onto the surface of the moon. Jackie Robinson waited 20 months to play his first game with the Brooklyn Dodgers. And even DiCaprio had to wait 22 years to win an Oscar. You can wait until your destination. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council.
1: Hi, this is Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you're listening to me on the world's greatest comic book podcast.
2: Wah wah wah!
1: Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. All right, uh, let's get some comic book news.
0: Comic book news, it is. So, Vault Comics did this cool thing with a book called, uh, what is it, Unnatural Order? Mm-hmm. I think I have that right. And mm-hmm. they offered it to comic book shops, the number one on that one, for free. Uh, we bought 250 of them for Dr. Volts and gave them to our customers. Yes, some comic book retailers charged full price for theirs, uh, and I can't make a I can't make a judgment about that. Well,
1: <clears throat> to be fair, to be fair, no.
0: Why would I do that? It,
1: it is. Uh, it was kind of there. It was part of Vault's intent was to release them for, for was to not charge for them, um, to help comic book retailers because. Right. They've bought into this this thing from the comic book retailers who say, our business is failing. We're all going to be out of business soon. So they're like, well, we'll do something to, in, to give you some incentive. You can charge full price for this, and you'll you'll reap 100% of the profit. But whereas comic book stores that actually do well, like ones run by the Prowse Brothers, apparently, um, they were like, no, just give it away. <laughs> right. And, and apparently piss off your hold. Uh, <laughs> you know it, it's it's Your now that
0: now that most of the hold folks have come through uh-huh. more of them were happy than not it was just oh, that first good. day the the grumpy folks that are like i don't want free shit i didn't ask for this and again you I know it's sure. the...
2: when i picked up my hold and it was there you weren't in the shop but i made sure to give braxton a hard time i was like braxton what is this yeah. <laughs> I
1: my old for <laughs> Did it with a wink. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. it was after we'd had that conversation.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. anyway, um they're doing it again. They've got an order for Beyond Real number one from Zach Kaplan uh, and Fabiana Mascalo, um and like 10 other fucking names, whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, both times Vault made the launch of each title completely free to retailers. While maintaining their four ninety nine cover price, uh, which could help a vulnerable market, um, mm-hmm. and some of us, even though we're not doing that well, um, gave them away anyway because I get it mm-hmm. for free, you get it for free. I, I, d- wow. I mean, it was it was not a, it was not a. We're so flush with money, we've decided to give these away. It's more like right. this is a good opportunity for people to stop reading capes and start reading excellent fucking indie fiction yeah you know which is what I like so
1: it's well let me tell you let me tell you what getting a free unnatural order did for me this is just anecdotal I don't know if it's true across the industry but I read it I fucking loved it I ordered it to be in my hold every month yeah Yeah. don't get me wrong there is a
0: there is a simple schoolyard drug dealer motif going on
1: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. First one's
2: absolutely.
0: free.
1: All First the cool kids free. are reading it. Yep. Um, no, it was, and it was such a good story, and it was exactly, I'm like, this is the D&D uh, campaign I always wanted to play, but never had a DM that knew enough about Celtic history to do that, you know? And uh, this, this was just, this, it's just a, such a great book, and I'm sure I'm going to do the same thing with Unnatural Order. I'll be like, yeah, just order it.
0: <laughs> uh, Gotham yeah. Academy is returning to D.C., Uh, in a new story. Um, Earlier this month, DC unveiled solicitations for February, uh, including the forthcoming Batman, The Brave, and The Bold, number 10. Uh, This is uh, a a three-parter written and drawn by Carl Kershey. It will feature the return of Gotham Academy students Map Tristan. And this will be the second recent DC story that Maps factors into as an older version of her from the future, nicknamed Meridian currently with mm-hmm. the birds of prey
1: yep currently in birds of prey interesting so, character in birds of prey and i'm like i had no idea yeah this was a thing so yeah um brave and the bold is a good place to put it to be honest that used to be back in the 60s was the place where you would get all these things you know that and dc showcase were what brought you all the the superheroes and the and the and the stories and stuff that you suddenly became their own series but Is a great testing ground, and I wish more comic book companies would remember oh, yeah, we can bring care, we can bring either back old series that people have forgotten about but continue a story, or we can start, we can launch new things in these little monthly digests, which would be perfect, you know.
0: Um, two pieces of news in this, uh, next and last, second and last article. Nope, Mm -hmm. last article. Um, Doctor Who, uh, Nadi 15th Doctor will be coming mm-hmm. to comic books in 2024. Um, it's, uh, it's called Doctor Who the 15th Doctor Free Comic Book Day Edition. They'll be dropping that on Free Comic Book Day, which is, as we know, the first Saturday in May. And this next year in 2024, it also lands on May the 4th.
2: <gasps>
0: oh.
2: I'm so sorry. Yep.
0: So the <laughs> 15th Doctor gets his first comic book in May of next year. He looks good. I like the way they're dressing him. Anyway, that's it for the news.
1: Mental note, I need to get a, uh, a Starfleet uniform by uh, by free comic book day. Because <laughs> that's, you hey, know.
2: You should jump on to um, Spirit Halloween right now. Maybe you can get one on clearance.
1: There you go. There you go. Well, I want, I want one that's like a little more screen accurate oh. made, you know, a, a nice right. one. But uh, yeah, that'll be the last thing I'll be able to do before I fuck off out of the country for a week. So that'll be fun.
0: And just not nice. for nothing, but Arsenal scur- scored in the 41st minute. <gasps> uh, a header, a block, and then a header and a punch in the head. But it went and in a punch and in it, head? it counts. Yeah, the goalie punched the the guy from Arsenal
1: in the head. But
0: wow. that's it for the comic book news.
1: You kept trying to <laughs> score on him. that's the problem. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about what we've read this week. Uh, start with Joss. you had um, a
2: I did. I read a lot because my dog got me up at 6:30 this morning. so I have had a lot of coffee and I read a lot of comic books today. Um, I, I will I mean I'll talk about most of these on patreon so come follow us there if you want to hear mm-hmm. me talk. At length about these guys um i i flipped through it's jeff because it's charming and cute and delightful if you don't know it's jeff you should go pick that one up for sure uh white widow number one uh was really 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 good and i'll talk about that uh unnatural order we already talked about this one a little bit but i agree i emailed braxton first thing this morning after i read it and said yep yeah, put that one in my hold please sir <laughs> Um, Spider-Man India, one through five, I read the entire little short series. Um, and then in depth, I'll talk about, of course, Daredevil. Daredevil, I reread number one. I hadn't read number two for some reason. And I read number three because it came out this week. Um, and we are seeing uh, Matt uh, evolve a little bit more. We saw some new gang show up. We saw some old faces show up. There's been a big, big, big betrayal by a friend. And the gang, the new gang, has a secret leader, you guys. It's very intense over in the Daredevil. Hell's Kitchen is getting real intense right now. I am real excited, actually, because this is going to lead into the tie-in that starts Gang War. Mm. So there you go. That's what I know. I've already a step ahead, I think, on Gang War. Are you excited?
1: I, I think I'm you excited. are. I think you are. I am.
2: Yeah. I am excited for Gang War. Because Gang War is going to bring in all my little street-level guys that I like so well. Yeah. 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 So that is what I read. Jeff, what did you read this week?
0: I read Batman Offworld, written by Jason Aaron. Uh, and I read The Holy Roller by Andy Samberg and fucking Rick Remender. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs>
2: What's that? How was that?
0: I will talk about that one in Patreon.
2: Bear. Uh, bear, bear.
0: Batman Offworld was pretty fucking good. Um it's got those Jason Aaron tough guy tones that just nobody else does quite as well. Um and unlike what we thought or were reporting, uh Batman left Earth on purpose oh. for this space adventure. Um uh-huh. including spending 535 million dollars buying a spaceship from Star Labs. Hmm. That seems to be about the right price.
2: Yeah, probably.
0: So yeah, yeah, he goes to space, and gets himself captured on purpose by otherworldly beings that are way tougher than him, and uh, hmm. stuff happens. Then for the rest of the issue, but it was enough <laughs> that I am ready for issue two, which I can't have for another three weeks. Lame. Yeah, damn it, pretty much. Hmm. So that's what I read this week. How about you?
1: Uh, I read uh, She Hulk number two. Um. This the sensational She Hulk number two. I should I should say, uh, the Hulk pays her a visit. This is the new Hulk, the hippie Hulk, the Bannerless Hulk, who uh, is pissed because she's been following him, and he's like, "You stop following me," and she's like, "I am not following you." And meanwhile, she isn't really understanding what he, what he's saying, and he's not Bruce, even though she keeps saying Bruce because she knows it's Bruce. But he's like, "Bruce isn't here anymore," and um, then. A character from the last run of She-Hulk shows up. Oh. So you had to have read the last run of She-Hulk who had stolen Jen's some of Jen's abilities but then became her a She-Hulk herself. As she shows up a fight starts between her and Jen and Hulk said this not Hulk problem, this She-Hulk problem. As she, the the other one yells out, "I'm not a She-Hulk, I'm the Hulk." The Hulk turns around and is pissed. Hulk only Hulk and goes <laughs> after. Her. I'm like Way to protect the copyright, big guy. Way to protect the copyright.
2: (laughs) I like it. I'm excited.
1: Uh, So that was a lot of fun. Um, And then uh, I'll talk about this in Patreon, but I read Somna from Distillery, Mm -hmm. a bedtime story. Mm -hmm. An adult bedtime story, I should should point out. Very adult. Uh, But also really cool and beautifully, beautifully illustrated. Uh but today is Tuesday, that means tomorrow's Wednesday. It's time to give our picks of the week.
0: You only say hello, so you can say goodbye. These two words must make your life complete. You pick out the hearts that break to make your ego high. And I was just your pick up the week. Just so you guys know, <sighs> they took away the Arsenal goal because it was offsides.
2: Oh, thank you for the update. I yeah, but it took that. them
0: seven fucking minutes to do it, which is one of the reasons why VFR is so frustrating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, go
2: ahead. Fair.
1: Fair. Anyway, uh, what have you guys been reading this week? Let's start with Joss.
2: Um, we already did that, but let's talk about what oh, my sorry. pick of the week is. Cause Please, that's your pick of the way week. more fun. My pick of the week from Marvel, you guys, I already alluded to it. Gang war is starting. So Luke Cage gang war number one is going to come out and Danny Rand is going to remind Luke Cage that he could fight. Cause Luke Cage has been busy being, you know, a politician. Mayor. It's, he's mayor. It's
1: a mayor funny. that doesn't want capes in his city anymore.
2: Exactly. Exactly. I'm like,
1: Luke, you're betraying yourself, man.
2: <laughs> and then also from Marvel, tying into Gang Wars, The Amazing Spider-Man, Gang War First Strike Number 1. This is the prelude to Gang War. Um, yeah, it's going to be a massive crossover. And it's going to officially kick off, mm-hmm. apparently, next month. So I did email Braxton and I said, hey, just in case, will you make sure all the Gang War titles end up in my hold, please? So that's where I'm at. What about you, Jeff? What's your mainstream pick this week?
0: Uh, mainstream pick out of DC is Danger Street Volume 1. Uh, I read the first one when it came out. have not had time to read the rest. And so mm-hmm. uh, DC has gone ahead and <laughs> stuck them together for me. Aren't they kind? That was
2: nice
0: of them.
1: Yep. At least yeah. the first Probably the first six. And uh, holy shit, what a read you will have if you read this one. Yeah,
0: I'm really looking forward to it. And then uh, Marvel's got Howard the Duck, number one. Uh, it's just a one-shot coming out to celebrate Howard's 50th anniversary.
2: Oh. You know? Is this Zdarsky?
0: It's Sidarski and it's Kibblesmith.
2: Nice.
0: Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that.
2: That's awesome. Yep.
1: Uh, let's see. My, my uh, picks this week uh, from Marvel Comics, we get Spider-Woman number one. Uh, this is also a gang war. This is uh, called Gang War. This is Gang War First Strike. Uh, this is, uh, I guess she died and the web of destiny brought her back to life because that's what happens in Marvel. Um, right. so yeah, uh, Jessica is back as uh, Spider-Woman, but something is off and, uh, Spider-Man can tell, or Captain Marvel can tell it, Madam Web can tell it. Uh, but Spider-Man's like, no, I'm recruiting you to help me with this Hydra Diamondback thing that's about to happen so this is uh this is a whole new thing for spider Woman um, she's back in the original costume no idea about the kid no idea about any of that stuff because I have not followed her adventures in any of the stuff that she's appeared in uh, meanwhile uh, from DC we get Titan's beast world number one written by Tom Taylor so of course I want to read it uh, and we get uh, Ivan Rees uh, doing the artwork in it, so it's going to look really fucking cool. Um, he was the guy who did uh, Aquaman when New 52 launched. So, yeah, I love his work. It's just beautiful. Uh, but yeah, so we're getting... Um, this is basically the... The Necrostar has uh, is trying to end all life on Earth, and the only world, hero who can save the world is... East Boy. Hmm. Um by the end of this, this so this is the beginning of a new cro- of a big crossover event. Um it's only gonna go through the months uh the month of December, basically. You know, picking up here at the end of November, going through the month of December, a little bit in January, and then it's over with. So just like they did with um the nightmare one, only this time they're not stopping the series to do it. <laughs> They're not gonna push push pause because man, that messed me up in in remembering what had happened in in previous DC comics. Um, but yeah, basically, by the end of this, a lot of heroes are gonna get turned into uh, anim- you know, anthropomorphic animals for a brief time, and Beast is the one that can save it. Uh, I will say, I picked this up uh, Titans Beast World Evolution. This is not the beginning of Beast World, by the way, kids. This is just Beast Boy's first couple of appearances. Uh, <laughs> one, Well, not even his first couple of appearances. It's not even his first appearances. It's like the first time he tried to become a Titan. And then him telling his backstory as uh, written by Marv Wolfman and illustrated by George Perez. Which is beautiful and really funny because there's this you know the, the the story he tells is is not shown in reality in what perez draws and it's so cool i like that and that's from a tales of the titans from back in the the 80s um tales of the teen titans from back in the 80s so uh we're gonna find out what uh what's gonna happen here with the old beast boy <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited for that um And, uh, that's, that's, uh, my picks for, that's my mainstream picks. And then indie pick, I only got one, uh, from dynamite, uh, the issue number six of 007 for King and country, uh, bomb versus myrmidon, no holds barred, no quarter given. This is the end of the story. This fucker has been taking a while to come out. That's like, I wait week. I wait months and months for each issue. And I'm wondering if they're not kind of stretching it out. So there's more time for the next James Bond story that's going to be written by Garth Ennis to get completed, get its artwork completed, so they can push it out. Because now that I'm creating comic books, I know how long that shit takes.
2: <laughs> True, you do, you yep. do, my friend.
1: So how about you, uh, Jeff? What's your uh, indie picks?
2: Uh,
0: gonna do Berserker Fallen Empire. Um, that one's coming out. It's a comic book. Um. Just another berserker. This one's by Keanu Reeves, um, co-written by Matt Tomlin. Uh, but uh, I enjoy—I enjoyed the last one, the poetry one. I'm going to enjoy this one. I just—I like the series. I like the character. I like Keanu. What are you going to do?
2: That's fair. And then uh, absolutely
0: fair. Yeah, from Sumerian Comics, Basic Instinct Number One. Yeah, yeah, it's a sex book. And Fair. I'm going to read it. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yep. What about you, Jocelyn?
2: Um, I guess, actually, speaking of sex books, Crave number one comes out. I picked this um, as a pick of the future, and it is finally coming out from Image Comics. Um, the cover was a little bit more shocking than I expected, but Crave is a mysterious app that promotes to make your desires come true. Spreads among the students of an elite university who use it as a hookup app. So here you go, folks.
0: I desire a sandwich yeah yeah
2: i bet that they can do that on uh crave the mysterious mm-hmm. app
1: i'm gonna look it up very possible where's my phone yeah yeah
2: no it's just i don't know seems interesting i'm gonna read it it's maria mm-hmm. Lovell who is writing this one it looks like so yeah
1: awesome uh so let's uh, jump in the tardis and give our picks of the future So uh, this is our last ones for uh, January. Yep, solicitations. We'll pick up February solicitations. Although there are some February solicitations available right now, uh, they won't be all fully available until next month. So yep. basically, next next show. Uh, so we'll start giving you the February ones. So these are the. This is the end of the January. Um, Joss, what's your pick?
2: So I decided I don't often pick large like trade paperbacks as a pick. Um, but knowing that Christmas is coming and guessing that I will have some kind of Christmas money that needs to be spent, I am going to look for Daredevil Modern Era Epic Collection Underboss uh, by my, Brian Michael Bendis, Bob Gale, and more, simply because this gets into Daredevil. It's, it's collecting Daredevil Ninja one, numbers one through three, and Daredevil. Uh, number 16 to 31 from 1998, but this was a run I've never read. Um, mm. This predates my reading of Daredevil, so I'm going to pick this one up because I am sure that I will absolutely adore it, Um, and why not? So it's going to run, it's a 472 pages. It runs $45, essentially, Um, but that's going to be that's, my pick.
1: That's a really good price, though. For...
2: <laughs> it's not bad for what you're getting, but it's yeah. still just a little bit of like a, oh, That's like a that's like a third of my grocery bill. So Mm -hmm. you know, kind of have to think about those things sometimes.
1: How about (laughs) you, Jeff? (laughs) More (laughs) like an eighth of your grocery (laughs) bill right now. (laughs) Um,
0: Uh following a trend, I'm doing Berserker, Bloodlines Volume One. Mm -hmm. Uh, this one is 1999, created by Keanu Reeves. Um. So, yeah, this is, uh, it comes back. It's an all-new collection. So we'll see how that goes. I've liked what mm-hmm. I've read so far, so we'll see if I like this one, too.
1: Yep. Yeah. And you? Um, I can't remember if we did this one, if we haven't. If we have, well, it's been a long month. Um,
0: <laughs> I doubt anybody listening is going to remember either.
1: Yeah, so uh, my pick from DC Comics, John Constantine Hellblazer, Dead in America, number one. Oh, this is written by Cy Spurrier, who uh, and uh, drawn by Aaron Campbell. These were some of the guys working on Constantine, uh, John Constantine Hellblazer at the end of its run prior to the New 52. Yeah. Or actually right around the time of the New 52. Right. They were still. So basically the end of the Vertigo run. And this is basically bringing back all the Vertigo stuff. So uh, Constantine, uh, he's cheated death once again, but his heart's not beating. His body is decaying. And he, his friend Nat, and his son Noah are on the run in America, wanted for murder, and it's all John's fault, Um, It's because it always is. Uh, But as it turns out, Dream needs John's help. Something terrible has taken root in America, and it's using the sand from Dream's pouch to impose its will. If John could put a stop to it, he might be able to parlay that favor into a chance to save all their lives. But he's going to need help from someone that hasn't spoken to in years, someone he wasn't Uh, always all that kind to Uh, someone or some (laughs) someone or some thing so yeah yep a swampy thing so basically you got zombie john constantine uh dream who i assume will be daniel the daniel version of dream of the endless and uh of course uh swamp thing all and this is the the original swamp thing you know not the new swamp thing that's in dc so all of this is basically coming back to all the good old vertigo stuff which i'm excited for um extra length 28 pages and it's an eight it'll be an eight issue limited series so get your order in right now because that's gonna be fucking awesome yeah especially if you're especially if you're an old school vertigo fan like me this is i'm like you're bringing back vertigo as far as i'm concerned this is gonna be awesome yeah
0: we were talking about it at the shop and i'm like I know it's coming out under Black Label, but they really ought to just bring Vertigo back, and because mm-hmm. Black Label means I get one every three to four months. Yeah, Vertigo, man! I just got good shit every month. Mm-hmm. Right. So anyway, that's right. And
1: even, even if you can only put that out, put out the the size sprayer thing once every four months, you know, you're you're still getting you could get good good stuff all the time, and I would like to see. I'd love to see DC. I agree. I'd love to see DC return to Vertigo. And um, I'd love to see all of them return to some of their more adult fare. I know it didn't sell well enough for them to keep justifying it, but still.
2: <sighs> but we like it.
1: It's not all about the sales, as Imam Volani <laughs> will remind us. It's not all that's about right. the sales. That's right. Oh, all right. Uh, I guess that's it for us, kids. Anything that's else? It. That is it. Nothing. All right. As always, I invite you to join us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash defendmedia. Uh, bring a friend, get them, get him to sign up. Come on, join us over here on Patreon. Be part of our Patreon squad. Help us form a Patreon platoon. Uh, we really need, we really need a lot more support. Um, we've got some new shows about to launch on the Strip Media Network. And the more money we have, the less scary it is as we come up on the end of the year where we'll have a much bigger hosting bill than we've, um, had for a long time. So. Uh... Uh, let's, let's get this, let's get some money, excuse me, let's get some money brought in and, uh, the best way to do that is to join our Patreon squad and it's the folks on Patreon that keep this show coming to the rest of you for free. So join us on Patreon. Uh, this week we're gonna, we're gonna cover those reviews of the books we didn't quite get to and we may have a bonus if we got time for it.
0: We may, we may, we probably won't, but we may.
1: We okay. may. <laughs> oh, we'll
2: comics next week. Sorry. And our
1: and our bonus, as always, would be a list, and you know how we love lists. Um, so, uh, join us there on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/DFanMedia. In the meantime, I'll say as I always do: until the Hulk ferociously guards his copyright, <laughs> make mine marvel.
2: <laughs> For Hell's Kitchen. For Stan. For the
1: IP. <laughs>